What's up and welcome to the Single Player Experience, the hottest podcast since cash money took over from the 9-9 to the 2000s. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for single player gamers to find about good single player games to play. In this episode, I'm going to be telling you about a lot of games that I've been playing lately from PAX West. So, I had quite the experience on my first day at PAX West 2023. For those of you who don't know about PAX West, let me break it down for you. This is a gaming convention in Seattle, Washington. It features a variety of games from the recently released and also upcoming gems to keep your eyes on. You can go around playing demos for different games to get a feel for them and hopefully have something to look forward to playing later on. As a member of the media, I was invited to try out these games and get an interview with reps from the studios. It was a really cool experience both on the networking side and getting to play some of these wonderful games. Many of which I had no idea even existed, if I'm being honest. On the first day, I got to play some AAA games like Tekken 8, what? Prince of Persia, what? Persona 5 Tactica, what? Super Mario Bros. Wonder, what? and Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. What? I really enjoyed these games and look forward to playing more of them when they drop. I also got to play some indies, many of which which blew me away and left me salivating for more. All that said, here is my day one PAX West impressions and the day one MVP. Let's get to it. So the first award of the day is my most unique game award. This is pretty self-explanatory. It's going to the most unique game that I saw during day one of PAX West. So the winner of this award has to go to one of the most unique games that I've ever seen in my entire life. And that's Chicken Police Into the Hive. Never, and I mean ever, did I think that I would play a game where you play as an anthropomorphic chicken who's on a hard-boiled mission to solve a case. So let me break down the description of this game. Chicken Police Into the Hive is a character-driven, story-rich, film noir detective adventure where you have to uncover a complex world-scale conspiracy by gathering clues, interrogating suspects, and solving puzzles. That's the game's description. Here's my takeaway from the demo and what I played of it. This is a point-and-click visual novel game that is tailor-made for fans of noir-style detective games. This is the type of game that doesn't demo super well in a convention setting, if I'm being honest, because you don't really get the whole vibe with the atmosphere, with the, the rich storytelling that they're trying to give you. But despite all that, I walked away from the demo really looking forward to wanting to play this game some more. While Chicken Police Into the Hive is a sequel, this game stands out on its own. The first game is currently out for all platforms. Chicken Police Into the Hive is coming out in 2024 for PC first. So if you want to play as a chicken where you're basically solving crimes in a point and click visual novel game, you should definitely check this game out. Now before I get into my game of the day award, I want to break down some other dope games that I played. First one that I want to talk about is 30XX by Battery Staple Games. This team helmed by their founder Chris King has been making games since 2013 when they started making the game 20XX. In Seattle, they were showing off their newest release that's out right now, 30XX. Here's the description of the game. Jump, shoot, and slash your way through 30XX, the roguelike action platformer you can play with a friend. 
Explore lush, ever-changing worlds that mix precise platforming with fevered combat. Destroy fearsome guardians, master unique powers, and rediscover the thousand years that we've lost. So that was their description of this game. Here's my impressions of it. 30XX is like Mega Man X as a roguelike experience. If you listen to the single player experience podcast, then you know, you know my ass loves some roguelike games. In this game, you run through levels as one of two characters, earning powers from your enemies and fighting bosses. The level design and the gameplay is absolutely tight. It feels like I was playing a modern day Mega Man game, but with some modern day gameplay elements. I did not play its predecessor 20XX, but after playing a demo of 30XX, you can be damn sure that I won't make that same mistake with this game. Next up is a game that drew me in due to the nature of the game and the anime-esque cover art. The game is Long Gone Days by developers This I Dreamt. This is a small three-person studio based out of South America. Here is their description of the game. A modern day RPG that imagines a world of war, overcome language barriers, forge unlikely friendships, and find hope amidst conflict. Follow Rourke, young man trained from birth to be a sniper for the Corps, a subterranean paramilitary state, born and raised in the underground of a private military company called the Corps. So that's their description of the game. So let me talk about my impressions on the game based on the demo. This turn-based RPG was very interesting because it brought quite a few cool concepts together. For one, this is a turn-based game where you use guns. When it's your turn, you target an enemy's body part and you hit and do damage depending on your stats and whether or not you miss the shot altogether. This is a concept that I haven't experienced in a turn-based game. Well, you can bust a cap in someone's ass in Persona, but you don't really get to target and limb. This game also has a real-time sniping minigame that's pretty fun as well. My one critique of the demo, and this is probably due to the atmosphere more so than the game, I'm talking about the convention atmosphere of PAX, but I didn't really get a sense for the story. Based on my talks with the PR rep from Serenity Forge, shout out to them by the way, they're absolutely killing it with their games lately. I know that this game is aiming to tell a heartfelt and impactful story. I can't wait to check it out when this game drops in October of 2023. Next up I want to talk about another indie game that really stood out to me. As I said earlier, I absolutely love, love playing roguelike games. So it should come to no surprise that I set an appointment to play the roguelike game Phantom Rose 2 Sapphire. Just like 30XX, I didn't play the previous installment Phantom Rose. If I'm being honest, I didn't even know that game existed. That said, this game drew me in with its genre and its anime meets retro persona-like art style. Here's their description of this game. Phantom 2 is a roguelike deck building game. Fight and collect powerful cards as Ardia, trying to survive her cherished school that's being ravaged by evil creatures. Now let's talk about my impressions based off the demo that I played. So y'all, deck building is normally a genre that's hit or miss for me. In some games, I really enjoy it, but I never usually go out and search for games with hardcore deck building elements. Thankfully, Phantom Rose 2 mixes its deck building well with its combat and roguelike gameplay. In this game, you battle by using cards to simulate attacks, adding buffs, and defensive shields. 
At the start of each turn, you're presented with a line of cards and blank spaces which lets you know the round's attack order, which cards the enemy is going to use, and in the case of the blank spaces, where you can actually insert your cards. You can use your cards to deplete the enemy's health before they do so to you. Phantom Roses 2's demo didn't really amaze me with this narrative. Honestly, I didn't know what was happening story-wise, but I like its art style and its addicting gameplay because it more than made up for that. I'm not gonna lie, this might be the most addicting game I played in all of PAX. I could see myself losing hours of the day just going on deep run after deep run. Phantom Rose 2 is scheduled to come out October 30th of 2023, and I cannot wait to play more of this one. So before I get to the highly coveted Day 1 MVP award, I want to talk about some of those AAA games that I mentioned earlier. Tekken 8 really played well, and I'm not even a fighting game person, but it brought me back to the days when I was laying the smacketh down on my friend's candy asses while I was playing as Law and Yoshimitsu with the original I like OG games like Tekken 3 and Tekken Tag. I liked the gameplay here. I don't necessarily know if it's enough to really just make me hardcore invested in a fighting game like Tekken, Mortal Kombat 1, or Street Fighter 6, but I gotta say, I really loved it. It had a pick up and play factor to it. Now, I wanna pivot for a moment to Persona 5 Tactica. This was a game that really stood out to me as Fire Emblem meets Persona 5, and I love that. Even though it doesn't really have the exact same art style as Persona 5, it does have enough of a cuteness and re resemblance to like Persona 5 that I could easily tell which characters were which. But it also had that Fire Emblem gameplay that I'm starting to really fall in love with lately. I would be absolutely shocked if this game came out as a flop because Atlas has been doing the damn thing lately. Ever since Persona 5 Royal, they've been coming out with banger after banger after banger. Like, let me just give you some examples. You had Persona 5 Royal. You had 13 Sentinels. You had Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Persona 5 Strikers, which, not my cup of tea, but a lot of people loved it. You had Shin Megami Tensei 5. You had Soul Hackers 2. And now you're about to have Persona 5 Tactica and Metamorpho Refantasio coming out soon. They are killing it out here, people. Absolutely killing it. Anyways, Persona 5 Tactica was a really fun game and I can't wait to play more of it. Actually, I would probably put it just slightly below Like a Dragon 2 in my most anticipated games right now. So the last AAA game that I really want to go into and break down is Prince of Persia by Ubisoft. This new Prince of Persia got the juice, everybody. I'm talking about like, it has some swag to it, some purpose to it, some like pizzazz that we haven't seen in Prince of Persia in a very long time. So for those of you who don't know, like this new Prince of Persia game that I'm coming out is not the 3D one where it's basically a remake of the original Prince of Persia game. Nah, this one is completely the other Prince of Persia game where it is a side scroller where it's you kind of playing as a brother who kind of got like some dreads a little bit, like some locks in his hair. Man, it's got a trap beat behind it. Like it takes some of that Prince of Persia theme and kind of traps it up very similar to what, um, spider-man miles morales did with the the spider-man theme i love love the music in this game absolutely got a nice little hip-hop beat to it but the gameplay is another thing that really stood out to me because like the side scrolling elements felt concise it felt tight it felt really easy to platform in it felt like you could do what you intended to do 
the action in this game felt crisp as well it felt really fluid i love that i absolutely love that i've been on the record for giving ubisoft some hail lately giving them some shit because like they haven't been on the ball if i'm being honest but this feels like a step in the right direction ubisoft is based on my i would say 35 minute playthrough of the demo for this one i feel like they really got something here like if they can like dow dow some of their franchises back to their roots a little bit but modernize it they may have a new wave they may get that old ubisoft energy back that they've been missing because i tell you prince of persia feels like it might be something special i'm not talking about game of the year contender i'm not gonna go that far but this feels like it can be easily a strong eight or a nine where a lot of people are talking about this favorably and i think that's a win for ubisoft a win that they haven't really had in a very long time between this and their new Star Wars game, Star Wars Outlaws, I think it was called, Ubisoft looks like they're heading back in the right direction. I hope that they can continue with that momentum. I hope that both games come out and review well. We'll see though. Now, without further ado, let's get to the day one PAX West MVP award. This award goes to the game that really stood out as something that blew me away, demoed well, had me salivating for more. That's the criteria and what I was looking for in the MVP award. So my PAX 1 day 1 MVP award goes to Los Idolos, Veil of the Witch. So when Los Idolos came out, it was well received, but there was those that had problems with its continuous dialogue and the numerous amount of cutscenes. Well, Los Idolos, Veil of the Witch is a spinoff of the original that aims to address all those concerns. I was someone who thoroughly enjoyed the last game, Lost Idolos. It was sort of felt like a mixture between Fire Emblem Three Houses and the Dragon Age franchise, which are games that I immensely adore. So when I heard that there was going to be more of this franchise coming out, I was intrigued, you know? I was looking forward to it. Before I begin and give you my thoughts, here's their description of the game. From the world of Lost Idolos comes an all-new turn-based strategy RPG. Stranded on a mysterious island with scattered memories, your only means of survival is to fight, recruit allies, undertake a perilous journey, and battle to reclaim what you've lost, no matter how many deaths it takes. Recruit allies, grow your skills, and wage war across diverse battlefields environments. Along the way, you'll collect scattered memories of a life that you've forgotten, and the brother you came here searching for. So that was their description of this game. Let me break down my impressions of Veil of the Witch and how it demoed. So, all the criticisms that I talked about before, the continuous dialogue and the numerous amount of cutscenes, look like they were addressed here. By the way, that's not my opinion of the first game. I actually really enjoyed the first game. You know my ass is a story-centric person, so that was right up my alley. But I didn't really see or experience a whole lot of the dialogue and complaints that people had in the gameplay for Veil of the Witch. The gameplay felt much quicker and snappier, by the way. I didn't see a single cutscene. While I was assured by the dev team that story is still a focus of Veil of the Witch, this game gets you from battle to battle much quicker. While still it's a challenging experience that some might not want to endure because this is a very challenging experience at times, I thoroughly enjoyed everything that I played of Veil of the Witch. 
Now, if you know me, then you know I fell in love with these style of games due to Fire Emblem Three Houses. And Veil of the Witch kind of feels like a snappier version of that game. I am looking forward to this. I played the demo and spoke to one of the lead developers and we've had a hell of a time just talking through strategies and talking about some of the new concepts and new game systems that this game has to offer over its predecessor. I'm so looking forward to playing this game. It doesn't have a release date right now, but if you enjoyed Fire Emblem Three Houses or Dragon Age, then you should definitely have this in your wishlist and on your radar. The first game came out to all platforms except for Switch, and I have a feeling this sequel is going to do the exact same thing. So that's a wrap for today's show. I want to let you know about the Single Player Experience Discord server. It's the perfect place for single player gamers to talk about the good single player games they've been playing lately and to get video game recommendations. Think of it kind of like a book club for single player gamers. The link to join will be in the description. Once you're in, feel free to share your video game backlog list, talk about the good games you've been playing, or give your feedback on the show. If you have a game that you think should be recommended or that you think I should talk about, let me know in the single player experience discord server. I'll see you there. Before we go, I just want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Stay safe, stay gaming, and I hope to catch you in the next one. Peace!